Welcome to the Underappreciated Movie Podcast, where four friends discuss movies that they love, but nobody else does. How about that? Hello. Hi. Welcome back to the podcast. Yes, it's us again. All four of us. Again. We did that last week, so it's not. I know, but it's still exciting. Anymore. And this it's time still we have special beverages. to me. But this time we have beverages. I, I want to thank the um, people who invented alcohol. The first time was a fluke. Did you ever think the about that? The first guy that's like, got you know, huge again, and we could have gone something. right back into quarantine. Wait, I'm on something here. Let's find something and kill it. Mm-hmm. And let it ferment for a while, mm-hmm. and then drink the juice and see what happens. I mean, someone it's did that. It's probably on accident. That's how we got this alcohol. It's thing. probably on purpose. I mean, it might have been they were trying to kill somebody. Anyway. It was probably because. Oh, here we go, the fucking theory. <laughs> <laughs> because there used to be limited foodstuffs, and you just had to eat things. Even if they kind of went bad, and then you realized, hey, this will get me drunk. <laughs> like, Let's try to do that on purpose. Like Sam Jackson beer. It'll get you drunk. All right, I'm going to take my glasses off. Hi. Can you read your notes? Yes, I can read. I just can't see Johnny's blurry now. Okay. Hi, I'm Elaine. <laughs> I, <laughs> I'm Elaine. I'm Carly. I'm Carly. I'm Tony. I'm John. No, you're not. No, you're not. <laughs> I have action adventure. <laughs> <laughs> I have horror thriller. I knew that coffee cup was going to stay there from last time we podcasted. Oh, man. Drama and romance. I meant to bring that down st- upstairs. Shit. So Fantastic. each of us picks a specific movie genre, and we take turns selecting from these genres. <laughs> movies that, in our opinion, have not received the respect they deserve. But again, it doesn't matter my, about my note, because that's not what today's about. And welcome to season two of what? Uh, Unappreciated Movie Podcast. It's birthday pick by Elaine. <laughs> And what did I pick? Wait a minute, where's the second time? Is it done? Nope. nope. <laughs> <laughs> it's long. Wait. Still going. You may proceed. Tin Cup. I picked Tin Cup. <laughs> and it's from the year 1997. Six. Seven. I, Six. I, I actually was <laughs> waffling between two Kevin Costner movies. And I let John pick. Mm. What was the other one? The Guardian. I never saw that. With Ashton Kolchak. This with the Coast Guards. Mm-hmm. So you know, so you know how you said you weren't sure if you'd be able to keep doing your with your new class if you have if we'd have to skip you. Mm-hmm. I might just be you one week and do it anyways because <gasps> oh, okay. I want to talk about it. Is that it. a uh, romance? It's a drama. drama. Oh okay. This is um, a romance. Is it? And a drama. It's actually a Look romance between Cheech Marin and. Yeah. What? There's high drama. There's tension. Is Major League? You remember it's is twelve. Is Major League a romance? Yes. Because this reminds me of Major League a lot. Yeah, a little bit. Except it's not funny. You know. I would call Major. Well, you know, Major League tries to be like a serious comedy. This isn't a comedy. This is. I a would romance. call Major League a comedy with romantic elements, and I would call this a sports comedy with romantic elements. Yes, I would call this a sports. Dramedy. <laughs> dramedy with. Romantic out. Well, I mean, the romance is pivotal plot points here, yeah. so I would call this a romantic. I would think this is a rom com kind of. I don't know of. if the romance in Major League is pivotal. It's just kind it's of. Kind, it's I kind mean, of this movie is funny. Well, what is it? I'm now. I have to go to the IMDb. Look what you did. We're I'm sorry. This is season see. two. We're trying new things. We're Let's trying to make these two. episodes a little shorter. Well, okay. So it says at the top of IMDb, it's listed as comedy, drama, romance, sport. Okay. See, my question is, Audrey, do you do this too? Where you just have to stop what else is going on and take your time and do these things, or is it just Elaine? Is this an Audra? Elaine isn't. Speaking of Audra, did you know that she finally started following us on SoundCloud yesterday? No. <laughs> now she knows when we recorded this. 
<laughs> also. Secrets out. Someone's gonna do the math. <sighs> All right, could you get to the point also, here? Jesus Christ. <laughs> Audra likes the last witch hunter. Oh. Ken has never seen Gone in 60 Seconds. Wow. And she was listening to Enough Said, and she also hates ordering the pizza, and so does Ken. And they got into an actual fight about it one day and almost didn't get any pizza at all. All right, can we get to Ben Facts now? It's time, it's time for Ben Facts. Tony, you're right. Oh, damn. Well, that's gonna, that just killed the point I was going to say. <laughs> Never mind. I was going to say, I dated a girl one time that was terrified of ordering things. Mm-hmm. Like I married one. Like, she would not. Not that she didn't like to. She couldn't. Mm-hmm. And it was really weird. Elaine refuses to. I can. I just don't want to. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Carly, where do you stand on ordering the pizza? I mean, if nobody else wants to do it, I'll do it. But I also just use my phone. Yeah, now <laughs> you don't have to call anybody. You just hit some buttons. If I'm with Carly, she'll always order the pizza. Yeah. That's how good a friend she is. It's true. That's why I'm celebrating her birthday with Kevin Costner, my favorite. <laughs> All right, so Tim Cup got a 71 tomometer and a 65 per audience score. It has a 60 Metacritic. It had a budget of $45 million and it grossed. Fifty-three point eight million. Forty-five. Not as much as I thought. Forty-five million. Where did the forty-five million go? I guess Costner got a big chunk. <laughs> well, that water, that water hazard at the open that he kept dropping balls into, mm-hmm. that was not part of the original golf course. They actually put that in, and it is now the Tin Cup water hazard on hole oh. eighteen. Okay. Oh wow. So there's that. That probably throws some money out there. Because you couldn't just throw it together. It has to be a, and a professional gun. It's still there. Yeah. I mean, how many of those people who were at the golf tournament are like real golfers? All, most most of them. Everyone except for uh, Kevin Costner and uh, Don Johnson were actual real professional golfers. Also, Phil Mickelson. Which I wondered, maybe you know, is Kevin Costner and Don Johnson big golfers? I think Costner does golf because I think I've heard people talk um, about it. Their swings look natural, but there's yeah. a bunch of golf professional I'm not golfers sure. who are probably like, hey man, turn your hips. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure how big into golf they are, but it did say in the trivia that Kevin did most of his golfing himself. Okay. So most of those shots are his. When he and golfs, maybe not where it lands. <laughs> right, right. Well, <laughs> he hit the ball, it went left. <laughs> and then they kind of like threw it into the curious. hole. And also the trivia said that Cheech Marin did not like golf before this, but because of this movie, he's become an avid golfer. Hmm. Which I, I also thought was interesting. People, and he was it, sitting chili peppers up Lee Johnson's ass. A lot of famous people become golfers because they used to be alcoholics. And there's some kind of weird psychological transition that they, they've heard him talk about on a bunch of podcasts where they become from raging alcoholics into addicted to golf like alice cooper is one of them like you just can't well it's very easy stop. to replace one addiction with yeah. another well that like go- when i quit smoking and started eating mounds of chocolate <laughs> <laughs> okay but um golf's one of the only f- the few activities that at eight o'clock in the morning you're encouraged to start drinking yeah. that's true because uh, oh, yeah. i golf once a year and um <laughs> we start drinking as soon as you head out <laughs> fishing he, too i imagine and i'm not very yeah. good at golf john i always to, think of this movie john used to <laughs> golf a lot more I was never good. Uh, he, all, all my male people in my family golf like fucking crazy. John went through a golf phase. You know I mean, how his hobbies are. My stepdad, <laughs> my stepdad golfs like every day, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No one in my family is a big golfer. I don't, I've don't. i never been golfing. I've been Not golfing. even to the p- driving range. I've been to putt-putt. I've done putt-putt. I'm terrible. I made, par, made par throwing the ball one time. I imagine I, I would not pissed. hit the ball if I went to a driving John range. John's been, person that misses the ball. John's been to top golf multiple times. I've still never been. Tony went I've once. Been, I've, been, I've been there like three times. When his stepdad took him. <laughs> John goes places doesn't take me. I have a cousin who's a gamekeeper at a, a golf range, and he once had to kill a bunch of gophers and he used plastic explosives. Nice. Yeah. 
I wonder if part of the forty-five million like budget went yeah. to armadillo <laughs> handling. Well, maybe. Anyways, this was directed by Ron Shelton, who cool. also wrote this. He, and Bull Durham. And he also directed and wrote Bull Durham and White Men Can't Jump. I think I saw wow. Bull Durham. I remember seeing White Men Can't Jump. Bull Durham is, another, is a Kevin Costner baseball movie. It's real good. Because I was too young to see White Men Can't Jump. Can't jump. <laughs> With the great line, you couldn't carry my well, um, jockstrap in a suitcase. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, the redhead from Stepmom. That's who's... Uh, uh, what is her name? Susan Sarandon. Susan Sarandon. She's in Bull Durham. It's real good. It's I think okay. I've seen it. It's, uh, you probably like it. You probably <laughs> like it. All right. The other writer credited is uh, John Norville, which I think, and he was on set as a golf expert, so I think maybe he Wait wrote a, a book. Let me, get, let me get something straight. <laughs> he was credited as golf expert. You couldn't swim without uh, hitting a, golf, a <laughs> yeah. professional golfer, and this guy is the expert. Yeah. But I think I'm maybe. I'm sure Phil fucking Mickelson's taking advice. I think maybe he wrote a book. That this is based on. That they used to do the golf talk. Yes. Yeah. So this... Uh, no one else around to figure out what a bogey was. This movie is starring Kevin Costner. No shit. Who plays Roy. Welcome back Roy to the McAvoy. podcast from episode number one, Waterworld. Oh, does he open up this uh, movie peeing too? He was also in Batman vs. Superman, Giraffe J, The Bodyguard, The Untouchables. Do we do The Bodyguard? With, no, we oh. watched that not that long ago. I've never seen Still it. good. You really? never saw The Bodyguard? No, I never saw it. <sighs> Yeah. Man, somebody just checked off a bingo. <laughs> <laughs> That's a bingo. There's an obvious song choice for that one if we ever did it, though. <laughs> Queen of the Night. <laughs> I, just, I just got that soundtrack from a thrift store a couple, before the quarantine happened. True story. Um, anywho, he's quite awesome. Then we have Renee Russo as Molly, who was in Lethal Weapon 3 and 4, Major League. Thor Ragnarok. Hold on. I have to interrupt you. The movie I was going to pick for your birthday was Bodyguard, but I've switched it. (laughs) Interesting. She's also in the Times Crown Affair, which John should pick someday for some reason. Maybe Dracula rules. And she was also in Outbreak, which is a movie I really like, but that's trending on Netflix. I haven't seen that in years. I really like it. But I did see it once. (laughs) Just like this movie. (laughs) Then we got Don Johnson playing Sims. Welcome Welcome back back to the the podcast podcast from from Harley Davidson and the Marlboro Man. (laughs) No, no, Book Club. (laughs) Harley Davidson. He's the Marlboro Man. He's the titular Marlboro Audrey Man. is so pissed because we just got so loud in her ear. <laughs> I hope you don't have headphones in, Ben. That was bad. Uh, yeah. Well, she was interrupting the- Harley Davidson. Friends, if you want to listen to an episode, thank you, oh, Harley Davidson. I got to tell you, I've After never you know seen... Jennifer's body. I've never seen Don Johnson in anything where he wasn't good. Um, Recently, he was in Knives Out. Pretty good. He was, and he was good in that. We um, should do that for the podcast. Also, too. starring Cheech Marin as the character of Romeo. Welcome back to the podcast from t- from Dust Till Dawn, Desperado, and Cannonball Run Two. This is his fourth appearance on the podcast. Wow, wow. good for him! And, and we haven't done any Cheech and Chong movies yet. It's funny because Tony no. was like, "Cheech is welcome back to the podcast." I was like, "From what?" <laughs> <laughs> Lots well, of things. I didn't know he was in Cannonball Run 2. I just Robert happened to see that on his movie. Because I was looking to see, because I like Cheech when he's playing an actual character, not a caricature. Mm-hmm. So I was looking through his IMDb to see how many movies he was not playing Cheech, Cheech and Chong. And when he no, was no, playing he never a real character. Chong. He just does Cheech. Well, I was. <laughs> Tommy does Chong. I know, but I was looking for an anti Cheech movie. And. Where he was given like a real too. role, and there wasn't that many, but I did see him in Cannonball Run 2, and I was like, holy shit. Just to ride. Then we also have Doreen, uh, Linda Hart playing the character of Doreen, who's in Get Shorty. And then we have okay. our crew of Hangarounds. So is Russo. Yes, she is. Then we have our crew of Hangarounds, Earl, Dewey, Clint, Kurt, and Turk. And of those gentlemen, Clint, the black gentleman, 
is a welcome back to the podcast because he was in Volcano. Mm-hmm. He was what TV show was he in? I don't know. They're all character actors. Oh, crap. They, I looked it up. It, it was like a different world. world yeah, I think. Different world. Every one of these <laughs> hang around guys. Because you see me like that guy is so familiar. His <laughs> Waffle House buddies. Every single one of them has like a hundred acting credits. Yeah, they're in fucking everything. They're all. They're just character actors. They're on all kinds of TV shows, bit parts, and movies. They're just mm-hmm. all over the fucking. We place. should have started the short format with Elaine. Uh, <laughs> I also want to mention that Kevin Costner was nominated for a go- for a Best Actor Golden Globe. Did not win. Huh. Who won? I don't know. I didn't look. Oh. It seems like the kind of thing That's going a little deeper than we should on these short episodes. <laughs> All right. Moving so, on. So, Tony, what did you think going in? Oh, uh, I had never seen this movie. I'd heard about it several times. And, I'm, you know, I like Costner. I can do that. Carly. I have seen it. And I remember thinking it was all right. Been years. I only saw it once. <laughs> John. Oh, I thought uh, a little bit is better than nada. Sometimes you want the whole enchilada. <laughs> that poignant. All right, you want to hear what CIA Mia 316 thought? Sure. Uh, we're here. Anyone who saw this movie and did not vote 10 has serious problems and should be monitored for psychosis. Wow. Not only did it make a sports movie interesting to women, but it covers just about every emotion in the world to perfection. She's clearly Competition, she's love, humor, friendships, money issues, the list goes on. Mm-hmm. I just don't have the time. It has the greatest ending to any movie, let alone a sports movie. And the only other movie's ending that could come close is A Few Good Men. That's how great Tin Cup is. I'm very upset at the rating this movie gets. It literally disgusts me. I, <laughs> disgusts the same. Me. I, I was like, I do agree that somebody needs uh, mental help. <laughs> but I think it's CIA it's, over there. That's funny. All right. Let and, me ask you a question here. Wait a minute. Uh-huh. Other, other sports movies that women would like. I'm going to have to go with... 61? A League of Their Own? <laughs> you want to throw me one? Uh, I'm sorry. Warrior? <laughs> that probably had not come out by when she wrote no, that. No, but Natural. that movie was Natural awesome. Natural was a good one. Field of Dreams I also Field really liked. Field of Dreams? Liked. I'm going to say Major League. That's a good one. Uh, isn't it though? It's a, a funny one. movie. And to bring it back around. Trying to... I'm... You said Remember, Jerry Maguire. I never saw that one. You Remember the Maguire? Titans? Are we going to talk football movies? The replacements <laughs> talked about on the podcast. Any Everybody like that. Any? No. I don't really like What's that? that? The There's longest yard. There. That one. If you could stay away. That one wasn't it? Yeah, what? the you longest yard. Bullock? Is that the one where she no. adopts the dude? What's no. That? no, that's the blind side. The blind side. I'm sorry. All right, let's know sports Look, movies. Yeah. <laughs> the longest yard is also a movie that women love. If you're talking about the original with Burt Reynolds, oh, but it was okay. also a remake with Adam Sandler, which I like, but and it's not also a had movie for women. And his mustache. All right, Necessary up. roughness. Ooh, good one. Scott Bakula. <laughs> I have a feeling we're not going to talk about the Rene movie. Rene Russo. Oh, anyway, so now... We have to cut a lot I always go to the IMDb user reviews, and I always sort it by credit order so I can see the lowest see, rated. Okay, good. The Let's lowest rated review on this was a 4 out of 10. There was no 1 out of 10s. I don't understand how that happened. Me because be there's terrible. always one. But this was a 4 out of 10 by Theo Robertson, and he says, There's two things I find boring. One is the sport of golf. Where boring men with absolutely no dress sense strut around whacking a ball into a hole a few hundred yards away. I the second, everyone always says that when you just wear polos and khakis. Yeah. Like, well, they were wearing pleated pants. 
Uh, well, we know what she was. Yeah. <laughs> the second is a Kevin Costner performance. Oh. Can there be a less charismatic leading man from the last 20 oh. years? A commie outlaw in merry old England, a man living amongst red Indians, a man investigating the murder of a pre- president, a man sealing the oceans in search of land. No matter what role he plays, I have to struggle to stay awake when he's on screen. <laughs> Dude, I, that's how I feel about Daniel Craig. Oh, uh, I yawned oh, all the way through this due to the, the plot and the leading man, and I've had to take two long naps while writing this review. That's the effect Tin Cup had on me. I feel like I just thought that was really funny. Whoever that person was, why did they watch this movie if they don't like golf or Kevin? Costner? I know. That's, <laughs> I don't know. That's always the shitty re- those shitty reviews. It's always like I mean, I mean, I watched Guardians of the Galaxy. Now, first off, I hate Chris Pratt, and Marvel movies suck. But I'm like, well, what'd you watch this for? Well, he probably writes a column for some yeah, internet blog or maybe a school paper. Yeah, Who knows? <laughs> he lives in his mom's basement and has never seen a girl naked. For, Whoa. for all we Shot know, fired. this is the Harvard Chronicle or the West Virginia Gazette. We don't know. The West Virginia Gazette. Sure the, or the New I'm York sure. Times. Look, I don't know that that's a real CNN. paper, but I bet it is somewhere. It probably is. All right, can we get started with this movie now that we're 45 minutes into the podcast? We're not 45 minutes in. We're 16 minutes and 54 seconds. Oh, Jesus. Here we go. <laughs> Elaine had three sips of wine. She's trashed. Yep. All right. <laughs> so so I didn't pour you as much as I poured myself. I added a little bit. <laughs> wow. <laughs> because I didn't want to get thirsty. Oh, here we go. Oh, okay. <laughs> and she's really driving. good, by the way. I'm really, I like this one a lot. I'm... Sometimes reds are too bitter for me, but this is good. Um, Did you get this one, Tony? Yeah. All right, so no, we open on... Fruit forward. Oh, fruit forward? Mm-hmm. Okay. I like it. Uh, we open on an armadillo-infested driving range in a small town in Texas. What, what town is that? Is that Odessa? No, it's Simo... Oh, God. I, I don't say know. Salome, but I know that's wrong. <laughs> Salerno, Salerno. It's Salina. like Salami, but it's not. It's like Salamo or something. Salima. What are you playing with your wedding ring again? No, I, mean, I don't know. If you drop that in your beer, you're not getting it, it out. Fit. He already checked. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we Girl's meet. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> we meet our motley crew of gentlemen betting on which bug will die um, off a. Bug zapper. Bug zapper. While Roy hits golf balls, they're all hanging out at the coffee shop that is attached to this driving range. The coffee shop, because there was no seat. Right. (laughs) Which is better uh, than missing the D. Yeah. Roy is telling, makes a bet with his friends. He's going to tell them a riddle. They have to tell him the answer before he gets fifty bounces or five hundred bounces with a golf ball on his. uh, some was it we'll seven iron? Pitching wedge. I'm, it's pitching wedge. We'll Thank say you. Pitching wedge. <laughs> I don't remember. <laughs> and I want to point out that I went and saw this in a theater. Mm-hmm. And when he did this riddle, I knew the answer from an episode of the Cosby Show. Yeah. Well, he said it wasn't a very hard riddle. Well, I remember it from the Cosby mm-hmm. Show, and uh, Cliff Huxtable didn't get it right. Claire had to tell him. Oh, that's a shame. Anyways, so, so the, I knew the answer. I look cool to my mother. Our uh, our motley crew is Hi, trying to figure it out. Enter Molly Renee Russo. And she answers the riddle correctly, and she is his 7 o'clock lesson. Are you going to give the riddle at least? No. I'm speeding through here. We're trying to cut. We've all heard the riddle. Would you like to hear the... Why don't you do it, honey? I want to do it now. Do it. No, I want you to do it. I'm not going to talk to you. If you're going to do it, do it right now, baby. Nope. All right, moving on. (laughs) It's the one about the doctor. (laughs) The dad wasn't there, so the dad wasn't the doctor. Who's the doctor? This is my son. It's the mom. <laughs> there you go. 
We all knew the answer when we heard it because we've all heard the riddle before. <laughs> she turns out to be his 7 o'clock lesson because Roy is the driving range golf pro. And he says, I thought it was Dr. So-and-so. Gr- Dr. Griswold. And she me. says, women can be doctors too. Which is funny because <laughs> that was the riddle. Because there was? And she has every golf gadget ever made. And uh, he makes fun of her, telling her she got hustled. And then he's like, just hit the ball. And his, got, his buddies are watching through the blinds at her. One of them says, that's a pretty girl with such an ugly swing. And um, Roy kind of flirts with her as they, and talks about golf. And uh, he says, oh, sorry, I should have pulled this up. Oh, yeah, take your time. I want to say the golf, pro- the poem is in the, the poem. The poem. So she says that she is a, um, on, what is it? An audio learner? What, what's the word I'm looking for? Auditory? Auditory. Auditory learner. And she wants him to describe the golf swing. And he says, well, I tend to think of the golf swing as a poem. And then his buddies are watching. They're like, oh, he's doing that poetry thing again. And Roy says, the critical opening phrase of this poem will always be the grip which the hands unite to form a single unit by the simple overlap of the little finger. Lowly and slowly the club had his leg back, pulled in position not by the hands, but by the body, which turns away from the target, shifting weight to the right side without shuffling balance. Tempo is everything. Perfection unattainable as the body coils down at the top of the swing. There's a slight hesitation, a little nod to the gods. Molly says, a nod to the gods. And Roy says, yay, to the gods. That he is failable, that perfection, perfection is unattainable, and now the weight begins shifting back to the left, pulled by the powers inside the earth. It's alive, this swing, a living sculpture, and down through contact, always down, striking the ball crispy, crisply with character. A tuning fork goes off in your heart and in your balls. Such a pure feeling is a well-struck golf shot. Now the foul through to finish, always online. The reverse sea of the golden bear, the steel worker's power, and brawn of Carl Sandberg's Arnold Palmer. And the Unfinished Symphony of Roy McElroy. Unfinished Symphony? Yes. And it's probably written by that guy that got the golfer extra <laughs> <laughs> That's how right he describes credit. the golf swing, but she thinks he's full of bullshit. Well, but you know what's going to option right. B? <laughs> what's option B? Grip it and rip it. Yeah, and that's what she does. I've always more of a grip it and rip it kind of myself. After about 50 misses, she does finally hit the ball. And she does really enjoy it. And he says, I always want to end on a high note, and uh, let's call this lesson done. Which, from my perspective, they've been in this lesson for five minutes. And I was like, damn, she's not getting her money's worth. <laughs> well, he's... But, but they uh, could have been out there for an hour, for all I know. <laughs> but she, she's like, same t- he's like, same time next week, and or she says, and he's like, yeah, and if you could just pay me in cash, because I got this thing with the IRS, <laughs> showing that he's kind of a disrep- disreputable... Reputable. Disreputable. Fellow. <laughs> with money problems. And thus we are introduced to Roy and to Molly. Yep. It seems like the kind of guy you'd want to date. She is a shrink. All right. So then uh, we get the next day. We see Romeo doing dishes in a kiddie pool. Cheech Mary. And enters Sims, who is Don Johnson. He pulls up. He wants to offer Tin Cup a spot on his charity golf tournament. Because they're playing at Cottonwood, a place where Tin Cup once shot 63. And he can probably shoot 70 still. Or- and uh, Tin Cup comes out. We get the, they have a history, Sins and Cup, and they don't get along. But uh, 
Romeo says he's in Houston, but that's a lie. And then <laughs> Tin Cup finally comes out and is. Of his Winnebago. Of his Winnebago, and is like, yeah, I'll be your partner for this. And Sims is like, no, no, no. Not my partner. My caddy. My caddy. I'll pay you 100 bucks plus 5% of the earnings. And uh, Romeo is like, fuck you, dude. Get off my <laughs> And then but, he did the math. He's like, 5% if they win is like mm, 25 grand. <laughs> but Cup, as we know, needs money. So he says he'll do it. And he agrees. And um, so he takes the job. Then uh, we see Roy out there caddying for Sims. And he seems to be, you know, doing his job, being a good caddy. But then we get to hole 15. And uh, Roy encourages Sims to make a hard shot. And Sims isn't going to do it. He's going to lay up. He's going to be a pussy. And Roy... Play it safe. (laughs) Sims is playing with another pro. And uh, Roy mentions to Standler that he could make that shot. Mm -hmm. And the other other guy tries it and ends up in the water. I think. I think it's water. It's always water in this movie. Mm -hmm. But... uh, Water's a bitch. Sims is going to lay up. Like, call your ball. (laughs) Sims is going to lay up. And... You know, he does his layup, that everything's fine. And then the other guy asks if uh, Sims is any, in, in any kind of a hurry. And he's like, no, not really. Why? And he's like, well, me and he's, there's a bunch of other pros over there have got a little bet going. We think your caddy can make that shot. I got five to one odds here. So uh, Sims is embarrassed. This is, his, this is his charity tournament. And his caddy is embarrassing him. And he tells Roy that if he takes that shot, he's fired. <laughs> and he says it with a southern accent like a language stage. He's yeah. Well, he's Don Johnson. He does speak with a southern accent. That's because he's the Marlboro Man. <laughs> if you don't know what I'm talking about, friends, go back to the episode. Harley Davidson and the Marlboro Man. Like, that movie is not as good as that you make it out to be. <laughs> it was awesome. <laughs> like, I don't dislike that movie, but it ain't... Like, you talk about that episode as if it's our best work ever on the podcast, as if it's our magnum mm, opus. It numbers. definitely is not. <laughs> Well, the numbers on it are remarkable. <laughs> I don't know how he did it. <laughs> Stats don't lie. But he's secretly paying off I, people. I don't know what he's doing, but somehow that's every our number one leaves, and number two movie. Every, maybe uh, jujitsu. Every time he sees an unattended phone, he just downloads it. <laughs> he might. <laughs> He taught that class at work, and he was like, now each of you. <laughs> Got to go on his website. Click this here button. I want to show you how to do websites. Now, we'll just go to random one SoundCloud. <laughs> <laughs> We're just going to pick one of these at random. Uh, Harley, that's, looks like Harley Day Smart. That sounds good. Click on that. Hit the old download button. Thank you. Uh, I don't think it's the best episode we've and ever what's done. What's funny is last time I checked, it wasn't even close. No. No. Like the next one after it for was, a while, I was close with with one of mine. And it was uh, Freddy versus Jason. Was you, close, you and then passed me like I think by eighty now. So <laughs> I haven't checked it in a while because I'm been needed, needed to cry. But. Well, maybe you guys should all just listen to Freddy versus Jason, so Tony doesn't have to cry himself to sleep at night because it keeps Carly up. She needs her sleep. Yeah, that's that's how just that keep works. Me up. <laughs> anyway, uh, Carly sleep because of me. All right, so how did this shot go? So Roy <laughs> says, "Fuck you, I'm taking the shot." He's like, you can't fire me in front of all these people. And um, you're hold my beer. And uh, he takes the shot and he makes it. And everybody's fairly impressed because it was a hard shot. But he's Roy McAvoy and he's pretty, pretty, pretty awesome. She's out of clang. And, and uh, 
Then uh, sure shit, Sim fires him. He takes some random guy in the crowd, gives him his caddy, and Roy gets all pissed off. He's Roy like, you can't fire steals me. steals his golf clubs and dumps them out. <laughs> yeah. Which While then five later, trying to stop him. Which then later shows up on SportsCenter, mm-hmm. as it would. It would, yeah. <laughs> Most exciting thing happened in golf today. Yeah, the last ten years. And uh, since Happy Gilmore. <laughs> so Romeo and Roy have a chat about his history of meltdowns because apparently this is his not thing. the first time. Not his first time, and Romeo tries to tell him that sometimes par is good enough to win, but Roy is just not. Not getting it. But then Romeo and Roy have to go meet Doreen. Now, Doreen owns the strip club. And I get, and uh, Roy lost a bet with her. And uh, he now owes her $12,000. 12 large. Romeo is trying to convince him that he needs to be nice to Doreen, maybe say some compliments. This is a <laughs> reoccurring theme in this movie where Romeo says complimentary things about Doreen. He may have a crush. Doreen is a special kind of a lady and would take a special kind of a man to properly yeah. appreciate this woman. If you want to find out more about Doreen, please watch this movie. It's great. I will say she's not what I expected when we went into the strip club. <laughs> <laughs> is there Doreen on here? She does look like she would have made a no. pretty good stripper, though. She's got a nice They're all Rene Russo and uh, I'm looking at the DVD Just here. a while ago. It's all Rene Russo is, and <laughs> Kevin Costner. <laughs> in every picture. Well... Except for this one with Don Johnson. You gotta think, she probably <laughs> used to work there and has made herself up to owner, which is pretty good yeah. for a lady in a small town. She says Texas. I have a business to run, so. Yes. Well, but that's Tin not- Cup does not have $12,000. But he does have the deed. $12. No, he does have the deed to his driving range. And he wants to give it to her to pay off his debt. And after some back and forth, she agrees, but she says that it is not worth Ten th- or twelve thousand dollars. She will say it's only worth ten, and he still owes her two. So to make up for the rest, he pawns his golf clubs. So now he doesn't have a driving range or a set of golf clubs. And I was like, how nice were those golf? Twenty <laughs> grand. I don't know. At a pawn shop. No. Well, <laughs> best he can do is three hundred. You know, I will say, <laughs> there's some weird math here because he's got a friend that he yeah. Then call. he buys them back with four hundred bucks for four hundred bucks. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So but he couldn't have got that much he for. He just probably gave. Her I thought one of the things she probably was got four hundred for. Probably got cash. He, he maybe it? had two thousand yeah, dollars. But I thought one of the things she was implying when she was asking how much they all make was. How much do you make? Because part of paying me is I'm going to cut how much you make so I keep yeah. some well, of yeah, it for cause myself. She, well, because she's like, she's, you can't just go woman. into the till and it's not, yeah. you know, you have to have a salary because now. Cause she you, owns it. Because now she owns you work it. for me, bitch. But, I mean, I'm sure he had some. I I'm guessing he, some he got 400 money. bucks for the golf clubs because 400 dollars got him out of hock. But, you know, uh, I don't know if you don't understand how the pawn business works. Yeah. If you, I, if well, you owe no, somebody twelve hundred dollars and you give them ten thousand, but the movie makes it seem <laughs> the movie makes it seem like he pawns his golf clubs for the two thousand, but later gets them out of hock for four. So there's a little bit of weird movie math because it doesn't quite explain where the whole two thousand comes from. Right. Mm-hmm. Anywho, it was a plot. Uh, Romeo <laughs> traded for sexual favors. Oh, well, perhaps later, Maybe. but not yet. <laughs> He's giving that away to her for free. Yeah, it's true. He is. He likes her. And she's a classy lady. We can see why. See, look at me. She had that whole... We do big and bold and beautiful. Headdress thing on. <laughs> All right, let's... Come on. So, okay. So then we get to Molly's next lesson. Roy hits on her some more, but then he finds out... Well, he touches her ass. 
Well, he wants to know about her personal life and guesses that she's only learning to play golf because her boyfriend is a golfer. And lo and behold, her boyfriend shows up. And it is who? It is Sims. Of course it is. His arch nemesis. Yeah, I think it's There's a word for that. That she would be like, I'll learn how to play golf for you. And and then she would go there. <laughs> you, know what, you know what that word for that is? That's amazing. Well, in the movie they do say in sign and somebody says it that it's the only place that you can hit balls for like 520 miles well miles, she moved so. there for work because that's where she's going to open up her psychi- her uh, so therapy practice cover their <laughs> and sometimes when you like a guy you don't want to tell him how terrible you are and when you like a guy it can be hard to let him teach you things mm-hmm. there's two kinds of ladies there's the kind that want a guy to teach them things because it makes you because it brings you closer together. And then there's the kind that doesn't want to show him how bad he is. How bad she is. Elena's the latter. I don't... It's hard for John to teach me things. If I want Elaine to do something, I'll tell somebody else to tell her. <laughs> like with jujitsu, I mm-hmm. learn way better than... I'm constantly telling her, well, tell her to do this. Why don't you? Because she does listen to me. <laughs> it's funny because lately, John and I have been going to... Um, muskrat. Muskrat. That's illegal. We don't talk about fight club. Hang out with some other gentleman doing jujitsu, and the other gentleman is teaching some of his friends, like some white belts. And I've been picking things up. (laughs) First rule. But I don't pick things up when John teaches. (laughs) But I've been picking up quite a a bit that this other gentleman has been teaching. She puts a natural block for me because it's easier for me to learn (laughs) from other people. I don't know why. It's just one of those things. It's It's like when I go hunting, I have deer urine on my boots. That makes no sense in this context. Yeah, that's one of those things. Anywho. How does the positive attraction work? It just does. All right. Anywho, so um, Rory is really pissed off because he likes her. Yes. And him and Romeo are talking about it, and he's like, there's just something about this girl. Like, he doesn't even know why he likes her, but he just... He instantly felt the connection with this woman. Meanwhile, from from the viewer, mm-hmm. she's the only woman. <laughs> <laughs> well, there Doreen's a hundred miles. <laughs> Who is it at the strip, strip club? club. <laughs> Which they all seem to know Roy pretty well, let's be honest. Well, how Everybody long was he with Doreen? We don't know. <laughs> well, it didn't even seem like, I mean, nah, it seems it like, like maybe it's been too. a while. It looked he, like maybe he just hangs out with strippers. Uh, well, they might be the only women in this town. And this is a younger Costner. He's starting to look a little old and to creep into his middle age, but he's still a handsome Costner. And that reminds me, you know, in these hard times, make sure you go out there and support your local businesses. Go to your strip clubs and tip those single moms. I don't know if right now is the best time to go to a strip club. <laughs> germs. Wear a mask. <clears throat> and gloves. And gloves. <laughs> Suddenly going to the strip club and using protection means something different. It's okay to go to a strip club, but maybe pass on the lap dance this week. Yes. (laughs) All right. Forever. (laughs) This little podcast PSA. All right. So uh, Romeo, as a joke, suggests he wins the U.S. Open to impress her. But Roy decides that that is a great idea. Because he'll go to the U.S. Open and he'll beat her boyfriend and then she'll fall in love with him. Like, why never he he, didn't he ever think of this before? Like, to just go to the U.S. Open and win? I don't think he didn't. I think that his lack of motivation is a big factor. (laughs) Because it was just like, well, you're only good at golf. This is the biggest golf tournament in the world, and you can go to. It's open. This never occurred to you before? I feel like 
he had to have won some tournaments at some point Something. because he has a golf because uh, he owned a driving range. Yeah. Like, where did he get that money? Yeah. These are questions. Well, he seems but, to have a gambling problem too. Yes. So, so maybe he wanted at the track. It was willed to him. By his uncle Cletus. We find out later that Winnebago he lives in, he did win yeah. off the gentleman. <laughs> That's true. But uh, but um, Adam, drink. Love is a powerful motivator. Well, love is a battlefield. He doesn't realize he loves her yet, but he does like her a lot, and he really does fucking hate Sims, who they used to be friends. They were, were like in college or something. Yes. We're on the, co- you know, and have golf together. Golf together. I get sounds like it. Mm-hmm. That is a thing. I'm aware. Thanks. Um, but he doesn't even have golf My clubs anymore. Golf team. So he's got to get his golf clubs out of hock. So what does he do? He puts together a bag of garden tools, which is illegal. Yeah, I was like, this is. So and he bets bad. a guy. This takes you right out of the movie. Four hundred yeah. bucks against the title to his Cadillac, which. It's a pretty nice Cadillac. It could use some brightening. <laughs> It'd be better if you just beat him with one club. I know he does it later, but just like give me a fucking three or something. Like, you know. let me borrow one. Like, club. You're gonna beat me all my. You know, could have done that instead it's, of fucking baseball bats you know, and, and shovels. And shovels. And you stuff. don't like it? I recommend no. the shovel. I recommend. <laughs> I love no, that the was, scene. That was funny, but it was just like this is this is illegal. It's like me going, hey, we're gonna play pool. I'm gonna use a gun or something. Like what? Like, that is not the same. It is the same. You can't. He's not you're saying, not playing pool. He, you're not playing he's golf. He's just saying anything that isn't a pool cue. Yeah. Guns just. A, what a came shoe to his would head. be better yes. than a gun. <laughs> yeah. So we're gonna play pool and use a tennis racket. Yeah. Better. <laughs> I think this scene is funny. I like this scene. I'm sorry it hurts your brain. Well, when we go to favorite scene, I guess <clears> what Tony's <throat> is not gonna be. But he does win this bet, and he does get his clubs out of hock, and he is. He wants, he calls Doreen because he wants to, he needs time off to go because he's got to compete in two qualifying things to get onto the uh, open. And she won't give him time off because she's a good boss and she knows how to run a business. But he's focused. This is his quest. (laughs) But she doesn't give a fuck about his quest. (laughs) It's just such a funny Uh, thing. This is when Roy decides. That he needs to talk that to a shrink. There's only one shrink <laughs> in town. And Romeo is like you don't this. Know no shrink. This is a terrible idea. How terrible of an idea is it, honey? Because you don't want to ask advice about when you're trying to hose from the woman you're trying to hose. But Roy won't listen. And he's like, why not? Because it's dumb. And it will backfire on you every time. John has repeated this line to me about three times in the last 24 hours. I'm fairly certain. Spoiler alert. It might be his favorite line. We'll see. Yeah, it will. But so he goes to Marley's office. It's Chili Peppers up to Johnson's house. And he doesn't want anybody to see him, so he sneaks in the exit. And uh, this is obviously a brand new practice because the the patient exit room is not finished at all. And uh, he runs into a woman. A patient of Molly's comes out, and she's crying, and she's sitting in the exit room to gather herself before she goes to her car. And sees Roy and freaks the fuck out. Like you would. Which I didn't al- say shit to her. <laughs> which alerts Molly to the fact that he's there and she brings him in and he tells her that he needs therapy and she's like, I got another. Could you not play with my bronzer? She's like, you I should make it. an appointment. Like, this is a legitimate business. Where I have somebody coming in in a, in a half an hour and he's like, this won't take long. It's only therapy. <sighs> 
And uh, so she says fine. So they have a little chat with ends it with where he tells her that he's, you know, hung up on a woman. And uh, she says, well, just tell her the truth. Put yourself out there. Nothing bad could happen. So he tells her he loves her. And she freaks and she out. Says, shit. She backpedals <laughs> like she a motherfucker. She has to say shit. Like you would. <laughs> and she freaks out. And he leaves. But she's not like, be- this is a mistake. <laughs> but so not- she's clearly not good at her job. But she's like, you need to tell this woman how you feel. He's like, okay, I love you. She's like, I didn't mean me. <laughs> so that's great advice, but not great advice. Because the first woman you tell this wonderful advice to, backfires. If you don't know a guy loves you and he just comes right out and tells you he loves you, it, I don't think you always respond well. <laughs> when guy, when women just come out and tell guys they love them, they don't respond well either. The surprise I love you from someone you're not expecting it from, I think that's a little bit like getting in a car crash. You don't know what just <laughs> Just say thank you. Have you ever seen Wayne's World? I love you, man. Thank you. Boom. Oh, I'm just saying <laughs> that I think a surprise I love you out of nowhere is a bit like a car crash. A little bit. Anyways, so... He leaves, but not before he tells her that her boyfriend hates old people, children, and dogs. And if there's not a camera on him, he is really mean to him. This will come back. Mm-hmm. It's a this is what's called foreshadowing. Tony, write that down. You may want to know about right. foreshadowing. Five mm-hmm. shadowing. Five shadowing. So why is it always four something like foreshadowing and foreplay? What's wrong? Any other numbers are significant? <laughs> four skin. <sighs> Well, it's, it's F-O-R-E. Four sips. <laughs> it's F-O-R-E and foreskin, too. I was back on point right there. Anywho. Oh. Get some five sips and... Moving right along in this movie. Molly then goes... Six play. Molly calls her Call teacher play. and asks him his, some advice. And this is where we kind of learn that maybe Molly likes Roy a little bit. Although I already kind of suspected at this point. Yes, yeah, she does. But... She does like her boyfriend as well, old Sims. He's quite Don Johnson. He's handsome. He's a handsome fellow. He's a and bit he dreamy. Her well. I think he looks he better with a beard and a cowboy hat. He has his shit together. Let's yeah, be real. I mean, <laughs> he seems like a quality man, and we have not seen him be mean to old people, dogs, or children yet. He's so. husband material. You see? Yeah, Roy does seem like the guy that you know you don't get, you shouldn't get involved with, but you really like, and you leave after he steals money out of your purse. <laughs> yeah, see, you know why there's not a tin cup, too? Because he stole her money and, and went down to Mexico with, we with Romeo. Know. I mean, he doesn't seem like he's that bad a guy, but I'm really? just saying. Really? I don't think he would actually steal from her. That was more of a joke for podcast fun. I think he did. And Anyways, so Molly then goes to see Roy. And then she just fucking walks into his Winnebago. You do not walk into a man's Winnebago. I'm walking into anyone's Winnebago. <laughs> like, looks like that. I wouldn't go into Gwen's Winnebago just willy-nilly <laughs> walk in the door. You don't know what you're going to walk into. That's not. It's somebody's residence. You, we know that you wouldn't walk in there because you know what you're going to walk into. <laughs> I'm just saying. But it's clearly his residence. You just don't go into some stranger's residence, even if it's your golf pro. And this, she pulls up. It's like nighttime, isn't it? And he's out there golf. She sees him golfing. No, this is when she then goes later. into his Winnebago. And he's eating donuts. And he's eating donuts. Okay. In bed. And she, in bed. I thought this was the time. No, no, no. That's, no, no. Later. that's later. This is where she goes. She, he's like eating donuts in bed and she walks in. She's like, I have a donut. And she <laughs> wants to apologize for sure. how she acted. 
because he caught her off guard and she feels like she didn't respond well and she thinks maybe she's a little bit of a failure and she drops his her uh, crazy on him. Yeah. And, she's uh, carrying around some crazy too. Which <laughs> most of us are. Yeah. Man and woman. That's right. You find someone's level of crazy that you're willing to deal with and that's your wife. Somebody on the lower hot side of the hot crazy scale. <laughs> not above. You want under that line, right. not over that line. Hot crazy close to the lines. Close to the lines. Stay away from that Mendoza zone, though. That's up. <laughs> Anywho, so uh, she. You see the, there's a hot crazy scale. It's this guy, and he's like, in the end, a, she's a crazy of zero and a hot of ten. That's a dude. <laughs> <laughs> it's a, there's this guy. It's like a YouTube thing. It's hilarious. It is pretty funny. Anyways, so uh, she uh, offers. In the end, she offers his trade services. She thinks she can help him with his. Um, mental aspects of his golf game and uh, Romeo's going to help him with his act technical aspects and they could get him through the open and uh, he's like I can't pay you and she's like well you pay, pay me with lessons and it'll be a she bad said, you can give me services that's what she said that's what she said but services. so they're agreed so then yeah, we get the first <laughs> the first qualifier of um, the first a round of golf that he's got to play and um, he's shooting a really good game uh, so good in fact that he's being kind of a douchebag about it yeah, a little bit but Molly confides to Romeo that she finds him mildly attractive when he's obnoxious and arrogant like this and Romeo's like well that's good because this is best side <laughs> <laughs> um, but then Romeo and Roy have a fight Romeo gives him some advice about what club he should use and what he should do. He's like, look, as long as you get par, you're going to make the qualifier, and we're good. All we care about is making the qualifier. You don't have to prove anything here. You just have to get par. And he's like, no, I'm proving myself. <laughs> yeah, but he always... he always, He wants the course record or something like yeah. that. So... Everyone's like, who gives a fuck about the so course we record? So have, we have a meltdown here where Romeo starts it by breaking... The three wood. All right? Mm -hmm. No, he wants the big dog. Isn't that the three wood? No, the one is the big Big dog. dog. I don't know anything about golf. All right, so he's like, give me the big dog, because he wants to hit it with the driver Mm -hmm. on the the rough there. But he's like, nope, can't give you that. He's like, bam, breaks it. And he goes, all right, I guess I'll have the three wood. He's like, oh, three wood, bam, breaks that. Then he goes to what's next after the three wood? The five iron? Five wood, close. Five wood? (laughs) Nope, breaks it. Why isn't it one, two, three? Why are you asking me questions? Like Why, is it one, three, Why the five? fuck would I know that? Does anybody know that? Please don't tell me if you know that. I don't need golf knowledge in my head. I'm just curious. But his are all wood, aren't they? Because no, they all because break. after no, no, they, all of the shafts are aluminum, I think, or titanium, uh, yeah. probably. Okay. But after he breaks the woods, the woods, I don't know. How hard is it to break titanium over your knee? <laughs> let's go get a golf club. Let's try it. No, no thanks. So then, what happens is, so then Roy has a backup meltdown. And Romeo he wanted him to hit it with the two iron. He's like, give mm-hmm. me the two iron. He goes, oh, broke it. And then he proceeds to break all of his clubs. Goes, Except I, for the seven iron. Well, it's the only truly safe club in his bag. And every time I hit a good shot, I say that. I'm like, aha, but whatever it is, iron, the only truly safe club in my bag. And it's always a different club. And I'm not safe anywhere. he proceeds <laughs> to play the back four. The last four with the seven iron plays the whole rest of the back four holes. Yeah, which honestly wouldn't be that hard because you're kind of tapping it, I guess, if you hit it for one. But driving with a seven iron would be a bitch. (laughs) (laughs) But he proceeds to do it and qualifies for sectionals. 
But I'm like, okay, you just had to win a bet so you could get these golf clubs back. Now what are you going to do, you dumbass? <laughs> well. That's what he does. So. Then we get to, so everybody celebrates, and Renee and Molly is like, "Why are you celebrating? Romeo quit." And every the peen and the uh, his motley crew is like, "Well, he always quits." Apparently, this is what happens. Roy does something dumb. Romeo, they get in a fight. Romeo quits. Then they then they make up. Roy does something dumb. <laughs> they get in a fight. Romeo quits. They make up. This is their pattern. They're like an old married couple, mm-hmm. and. Um, but they're still, you know, talking about how great it was. And uh, they then start on Molly about Sims and telling her that it is a known fact that he's mean to old people, children, and dogs. <laughs> so it's not just Roy that said this. And that was unsolicited advice from the peanut gallery. <laughs> but lo and behold, Sims shows up. And uh, Roy brags about how he... Uh, qualified for the open just using his seven iron don't you ever hit a whatever with a seven iron it's like it would never occur to me to do that because yeah, he's like, <laughs> like no why why would you do that because why <laughs> why would you do that no rational person yeah. would do that <sighs> but roy gets this pisses off roy so he decides to make a bet he bets sims that he can uh hit a ball with his seven iron farther than sims can and he bets, I don't remember how. $1,000 against title of his car. Yeah. A thousand, I couldn't remember the monetary value. <laughs> and um, He really likes putting that caddy up, doesn't he? And uh, Molly makes a comment about how when, why do men have to measure their dicks whenever they get together? That's fine. Which then. And he's like, all right, let's measure. And Kevin Costner goes to pull out his dick and he's like, and Renee's like, no. Roy, it's a metaphor. <laughs> but Sims was not going to. Whip out his dick? Probably not. Sink down to Roy's level until Molly started getting involved. This is her fault, this whole bet right here. It's all her fault. Oh, she's a terrible person. But then Sims decides, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to teach Roy a lesson. So he lets Roy go first. Roy hits it 227 yards, I think is what he says. That's what he says. That's a, that's a hell of a shot. And Sims is like, all right, this, let me show you how the, how the pros do it. And he hits his ball, not down the driving range, but onto the road where it bounces <laughs> and keeps on fucking going because the bet was just who could hit it the far and he looks at him and goes still going (laughs) (laughs) doth end us the lesson and he drives off if you make a bet in tin cup's car (laughs) yay no my my old man is telling me he left this this shitty world never change buses or women you only get left behind he should have had a cigarette hanging out of his mouth when he did it would have been awesome (laughs) would have been my favorite thing make sure you chalk that stick Real good for each shot. <laughs> hey, so guys. Watch that. <laughs> hey, no, we're going to watch later. Harley Davidson in the Marvel. <laughs> no, Harley Davidson in the Marvel Man after we watch Thor Ragnarok. Yeah. Yeah. Obvious, obviously, Ragnarok. by then. <laughs> All right. I need new material, huh? Everybody's starting to guess. But then we get the sectionals qualifier, mm-hmm. and he qualifies. And uh, then uh, Romeo and Roy, afterwards, Romeo and Roy make up. And. Uh, they, they love yeah. each other, <laughs> and they declare their love for each other. Mm-hmm. There it goes. More than his caddy at the open. At the open. So then Roy goes out to practice, and holy shit, he's got the shanks. He says, oh, got a chili pepper. Look at that, yeah. That's not chili pepper. You got the, you got the S's. 
Yep. I too have the shanks, but I've never not had them. So <laughs> <laughs> I've been working on it ever since. But so this is a problem because all in the hips. No, what I do to solve the shanks is that you're supposed to like address the ball and have it be straight. I turn sideways. So it looks like I'm driving down the wrong way and it just curves right where I need it to be. <laughs> That's called using what you got. But Roy's freaked out because he's got the shanks and so he's going to go to the open. And then Molly comes back over again to return Roy's car because uh, Sims didn't really want his old ass car- Cadillac. Yes. He just was making a point. Mm-hmm. More trouble than it's worth probably for him if he's got money. And- well, also it makes him look good to his girl that he gave the car back. Maybe, yeah. Because, you know. But he should probably shouldn't have sent his girlfriend to get back the car. Guess what I would not have done? That's no. what Tony said when we were watching it. <laughs> I was like, she knows what she's doing. She's That's right. not a good She's person. not looking for the old golf pro. She's looking for the, um, what's the word, Tony? The hard, high hard one? That's right. Well, he trusts his girlfriend, though. <laughs> He's looking for a hole in one. Yeah. Anyways, I do a golf Molly yeah. comes over to return the... Car and finds Roy using all her dumbass golf drunk. This is the same. Yeah. Uh-huh. And because uh, there's one where she comes up to at hit over him at night and he's golfing, yeah. and Tony's like, "Wouldn't he see her pull up with his headlights no, at nighttime?" So, I hate the movies when somebody's sitting there. We're in the middle of nowhere. He doesn't know she pulled up somehow. <laughs> Someone pulls up in a truck and they're like, "No, I didn't see him there." How did you not see them there? You heard the truck a mile away, and then there's these lights coming at you. But then again, maybe he's drunk. You know. But she finds him using his golf, her dr- golf truck, and and uh, fact, she's like, "What do you work? do?" And she's like, "Look, I can help you. I can help you with the mental stuff." And he's like, "I don't need therapy. I want you." But she's she is still start, she's like, "I have a boyfriend, but I will help you with your golf game." And she's like, "But you need to give me a ride home." <laughs> so Roy, oh, yeah, she wants a ride. Well, because she drove his car. So Roy, oh, yeah, that's what I meant. Yeah, yeah. Roy takes her home by way of his special spot by the river. Whoa, mm-hmm. where he hits Call. on her some more, and she's like, "Look, I'm with a very nice man," and he says that all the things that she's saying sounds like a woman who wants out, and that she don't really like Sims. That maybe she should give Tim Cup a try. I don't actually think she sounds like a woman who wants out. I think she does. Yeah, she There's does. a lot going on here. Because but you have I Costner, do. who hates Sims. So you don't know, if, well, we don't know, know how much is Costner loves her and Costner wants to take that guy's girl from her. Mm-hmm. And then you have her, she who is kind of cheating on her boyfriend, basically. Or what? I guess they're just boyfriend, right? They're not engaged I don't think she... They're just boyfriend. They're definitely flirting a lot. They're definitely flirting. I don't think it's cheating. That's cheating. I think she's very... Well, no, because at the river, he tries to kiss her, that semi-platonic thing, and she holds up her hand. She does not... I thought that you said that Mm -hmm. if you take a wife or a girlfriend on a somewhere to eat or something or take them somewhere... That was cheating. I thought that she said that But they that didn't go to episode. dinner. They went to no, this special they went, spot. They went to go. She had no control over where he took her. She could have protested some. <laughs> she she doth protest too she went much. To, she went, they went to make out point and she didn't say anything about it. She let it go for a little bit. They had a little chat. But she stays pretty firm that she has a boyfriend and she does not let him at kiss her. End, at the end. <laughs> Either way, this working friendship relationship thing they're developing is a little 
questionable. Well, he's, he's <laughs> teaching her golf, and she's a psychiatrist sometimes, and they're also trying no, to figure out they're going to have a sexual minute, relationship. This, yeah, she, she never should have come back after lesson number one. She shouldn't have took the car back. She should have well, no, called him and said, After lesson number car. one, she never should have came back to the driving range. Because he flirted with her too much on lesson number one for her to ever return yeah. to that place. I wouldn't have gone back unless I was interested well, in him. Well, she's interested in him. Well, she's interested yeah. in him, obviously. Uh, okay, yeah. He would have made but, me very uncomfortable if I was not interested in him. And but, I would not have gone back. <laughs> exactly. But I don't think she crossed the I'm cheating on you line. I don't think she's cheating, but it's cheating adjacent. It's, it's <laughs> We know what's going it's on diagonally. Here. We know what's going on But I'm just saying, here. yes. Yeah. She uh-huh. she realized I don't actually like the man I'm with. She's I kind of like this me. man. She's she's sticking her big toe in. It was an accident. She tripped and fell on his dick. Oh, get it. She didn't fall on his dick at all. <laughs> Not yet. Oh <laughs> uh, fuck you, Sarah. I hate you. Well, this cops around spit in your face. She's coming to terms with the fact that the guy that is that she should like is she not the guy she should well, like. That's a Boy Scout. She's like this guy is perfect in every way, but I just don't feel anything for him. And this guy is a train wreck. But I like it. <laughs> and it takes a while to... Well, she's a psychiatrist, so fixing people is her job. Yeah. Yeah, but that man cannot be fixed. Doreen well, tells her later. Well, and she's like, like, oh, challenging The accepted. stripper with a heart of gold. But, well, she apparently likes... In the, in the likes, driving range, apparently. She apparently likes his train wreck form, so... <laughs> but it can take... When, you know... When you, gotta, when you gotta realize that the guy that's good for you is not the guy you want... That you actually like the guy that's bad for you, or maybe the bad for you guy is actually good for you. Like it can take a while to for you to realize that you're with the wrong person. Well, okay. She keeps trying to convince herself she's with the right person when she's really with the wrong. We should person. we should have, we should say this at the end, but I'm gonna forget. So, do you think that they stay together after this movie? No, not even a little bit. I do actually. Do you? I don't think so. No, but that's fine. And I'll tell you I why. Give him six months. Yeah. So he's gonna fuck it up. He's yeah. he's self sabotaging. Right? I'll I'll tell you why I think they do stay together. Is it tink up too? No. <laughs> where, she, where he steals after, money from Mexico? After the wall, after they go to the Waffle House mm-hmm. and everybody shows up to right. support him and they all fall to sleep together in the Winnebago and he says that night it won't always be like this and she says yes it will mm-hmm. and she smiles. She's accept her fate. She likes that. This is what she, she knows wants. That this is what her life is gonna be. <laughs> That she doesn't want that sterile existence just being Don Johnson's arm candy. She wants to be part of a group of people that care about each other enough okay. to all sleep together in a Winnebago. That doesn't mean that he won't fuck it up. No. Because he's the one that's going to fuck that's it up. That's true. She's sta- fairly but, stable to, you know. But I think she's willing to w- move into that Winnebago for at least three to five years. I don't know. She's she got, might be willing to have a Romeo esque relationship where although they fight, she leaves, they yeah. make up. <laughs> she's probably got a nice apartment. He moves into her apartment and Romeo gets that Winnebago all the time. She's living in Don Johnson's house, first of all. But then again, she's not perfect either. She's a wreck, kind of. Too. Yeah, she is. She, she was in real real estate and then she fe- that fell out and she was well, doing like she all She followed a cowboy across yeah. state lines. So she's, so she's not all together either. So. <laughs> We've heard this story before. Yeah. Sorry. I think that they're they complete each other. The you complete me. Um, That's Jeremy Maguire. I'm. We're just with gonna that. go. <laughs> and Dark Knight. You don't to, have to watch the movie to know that. <laughs> we're just Dark gonna Knight. go to the open. All right, we're at the open. Uh oh. All right. So we get a practice day where we find out Roy still has the shanks. He still got the yips. And uh, he's shooting chili peppers up Lee Johnson's ass. Yeah, the other pros are giving him side eye because they're all practicing together, and he's 
Like, what fucking the fuck? Hitting them. Well, this is the U.S. Open. Some guy shouldn't be shooting fucking shanks at you. Yeah. Like, what the fuck? Man? He actually hits one of them, like, in the shoe. And then he's like, what the fuck, man? But Romeo manages to fix it. Take all your change, put it in your left yeah. pocket. <laughs> Double right, not you your tur- left shoe. Double not your left shoe. Turn your hat around backwards. Take this tee and stick it up your ear. <laughs> Make yourself so uncomfortable that... You don't pay any attention. And he says, I look ridiculous. And he says, not more ridiculous than shooting those chili peppers up Lee Johnson's ass. So pull your head out of your ass and get yourself together. And he manages to do it. So, day one. Romeo has this plan the night before that they're going to get drunk to help Tin Cup be relaxed. But it almost backfires because they're so hungover. They make tea time with seconds to spare. And it almost backfires because he shoots an 80-something at the U.S. Open. Yes. Yeah. And he's pretty shitty because uh, he shoots an 83 on day one. He's like bottom of the pack. And he's what? Um, and Sims shoots a 65. He's leaning after day tells one. tells him that anybody, so like, any Joe Schmo could shoot an 82 uh, uh, on any day of the week. Why is he shooting an 83? And uh, so we he's s- like 16 shots back now. <laughs> That's a lot of catching but up to do. Sims yeah. does an interview and we see after Legend leaves- of Bagger Vance. There's another good golf movie. Never saw it. It's pretty so, good. I didn't. I wasn't sure because I don't watch golf, but uh, I shoot Roman candles at action figures. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> is, it, is it one of those things where because they play for three days or four days? Four, four days. So it's do four they days, play same four course. games, and the last game is the one that counts for the score, or is it? Do no, they, they do an no, average. They add. It adds. Oh, everything. So the first day, Roy has 83. He's stuck with that 83. So he's got to chip whole away at it. Four times? Yeah. But the and then the best they score? Add them up. Wow. Not the best score. The best overall. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, so Holy the, shit. the least strokes back. Yeah. The lowest number. And takes, and even good players takes like four hours to play around the golf, man. That's oh, a shit. long day. Wow. But that's why so, I hate playing golf. I only do it once a year. <laughs> Sims gives an interview, and then after the interview, this old couple with their dog and a child stops Sims and tries to get an auto- autograph, and we see him being rude to old people, a kid, Can't you and see a dog. this is where I work? I don't well, come, I come where you work. And meanwhile, this is when you should be on, because <laughs> you're a public figure. <laughs> no, but the cameras are off, <laughs> yeah, I know. and Molly witnesses it. And he, he says know your dog's there. ugly, too. Yeah. Like, it's wow. like, I could see him being upset That's if because we're he just had to be mean to at a golf kids and dogs club right practicing. Kick the dog. But he's and he, and at he, a tour event, and he should be on the whole time. That's and he hit the trifecta because it was a kid, an old person, and a dog. Yes, and she got to witness the whole thing, which just kind of reiterates the whole time. I'm going to go fuck Roy McAvoy. No, but yes, exactly what she did. Not yet. I'm she sorry. up with him first. She she's doesn't actually cheat She's on him. interested <laughs> in this because they've been telling her all along that he's kind of a douchebag and this is the first instance she's seen it. And then we go to the bar and Sims comes in and is a jerkwad to Roy. He's like, how the hell did you shoot an 84? And he's like, well, I missed a putt on the 18th. For an 83. That's how I do it. But Sims is just generally being a jackass, and she witnesses yes, this too. And she decides that these she's not going to have this, and that Roy needs to pick me up, so she makes a bet. Or <laughs> he's just gently ribbing a guy that he knows because he shot terribly, and Renee Russo wants to be with she's kind of leaning Costa with him told her she was looking for a way out right. and she decides that this saying. is her moment well, we, we need to fucking throw that out there, there. You, you're, you're you make it sound like yeah. you make it sound like John Johnson <laughs> came in here uh, you know, John Johnson was like man fuck golf you suck no he just said you suck at golf what's going on they are also very they are frenemies 
Yeah. yeah. Of the highest order. But he's, uh-huh. he, he just said he, so saw, anyway, he shot shit. She's like, look, I think that Roy can shoot from inside this bar over that water feature over there and knock that, or t- convince that pelican oh. to leave its Over post. a fence, into the water, and knock a pelican off his post. Not knock it off. With one but, shot. Encourage it to leave. <laughs> one swing. And we don't want to hit the PETA people. Costner's there. feeling down on himself, and he's like, no, just let it go. We Nobody cares. Let it go. But Romeo looks at the shot, and he's like, no. Man, you can make that. You got this. He's like, motherfucker. I that was the people that run the clubhouse at the U.S. Open are like, yeah, let's do this. Tony's like, no, they're not. <laughs> but, sure. <laughs> All these famous golf people are like, mostly But yes. in the end, but again, Don Johnson wasn't going to do it. Renee Rousseau is like, do it, do it, She's do taking him on. do it. Because Johnson just wants to play the open. He doesn't give a fuck about and Roy. She keeps upping the money. <laughs> and, John, and while he may be kid, mean to kids, old people, and dogs, he also has an image, and he doesn't like being embarrassed. Yeah. And this is the wrong kind of attention for Sims. Mm-hmm. But in the end, Roy does it, knocks the pelican off, all the pros in the bar are impressed, and he gets his self-confidence back, and then they go off and have a bunch of sex. <laughs> while in the Winnebago... In the rain, while Romeo stands outside, like a good friend would do. I was like, "Oh, Tony, I was standing outside in the rain, holding an umbrella while you go bang it out." Same. (laughs) I mean, I wouldn't stand outside of it. I would just go somewhere somewhere else. (laughs) But we were staying in Winnebago. Break into that bar and hang out in there. (laughs) There's got to be an overhang somewhere. (laughs) I don't need to be involved. If we were traveling (laughs) together in one Winnebago, Carly, I would not make you stand outside while I had sex. I I just wouldn't have sex. <laughs> I don't get it. You see, we're on the same page here, my friend. I don't get it. It's not the point. Anyways, see, they don't understand pals. No, they, they go back okay. to our young guns episode. They're not like Chavez. Anyways, <laughs> Chavez y Chavez. Pals. Day two of the open, the <laughs> and Roy shoots a sixty-two, setting a new open record. Oof. Whoa, he's still that's pretty a, far back. Sims gonna have to shoot real bad. No, well, but I mean, he made up a lot of ground. But this is only day two. That night, they go to Waffle House to celebrate. Molly's like, look, I got some money from the bar bet. Do you want to go someplace nicer? And he's like, no. He's like, these are my people. I am a Waffle House man. If my, <laughs> if my Motley crew was here, you know where they'd be? At a Waffle House. And sure as shit as if their ears were burning. They roll up into the Waffle House. At that same time, know what they have a word for that? Know what that word is? Amazing. Amazing. <laughs> but they push those tables together, and they have a fun time at the Waffle House and... Funny enough, Doreen says, you know, I got some money. We can go someplace a little bit nicer. And they're like, lady, <laughs> we are Waffle House people. I've been dreaming about Waffle House for 1,800 miles. Where the hell is and this open? They're in North Carolina. And Tony was like, Jesus Christ. They drove that Winnebago. Uh, Waffle House definitely paid for like part of this now. No, no. <laughs> and the rest of the hangar, the rest of the Motley crew took a bus. <laughs> it's a long fucking bus. I <laughs> mean. But they're a friend. All right, so. But they have a great time at the Waffle House. Day three. Roy again plays a great game and ends up in contention to win the Open. Whoa. Now, every day at the 18th hole, there's this water hazard. It's a tin cup water hazard. And every day, tin cup goes for it. 
And where the and his ball ends up in the water is, it's a tiered is system. on a hill, and if you go, don't make it over the hill, the it fairway. falls into the water. That's happened to me before. <laughs> but every it, it just rolls down in the water. But like, all you. three days, I don't hit it again though. I just walk up, take a drop. <laughs> <laughs> I know I'm not gonna make that shot. I just take a drop right in front there. It's real easy once you're in front there. But every day he right tries on. to make it, and every day he's missed. Mm-hmm. And he's taking his drop and done, and then gone up. Mm-hmm. All right. So, uh, so it happens again. Happens. So day four. Whoa. He could win this thing. Oh shits! It's like Roy is paired with Sims. Because they're the for the first time. For the first time. Because you know they're close, and they would want one or two. Would be excited. And it starts off Roy's not playing so great. Ends up in the woods (laughs) on hole number one. Ends up in the woods on hole number two. But then he decides. He's in the woods, he's trying to figure it out, and the announcer guy is talking, and he realizes, and he's looking at things, but then he bounces it off the shitter. Well, because the, the commentator guy's like, he'll never get on the green from here, and he's like, I bet you 50 the, bucks. And he's like, 50 bucks? Sure. Off the water, was the water closet of the loo. Yeah. <laughs> it's a porta potty. Yeah. Water closet. Hit her like, off the shitter, geez. baby. That's but he hit it thing. off the shitter. And the camera guys are like, make sure you're recording this because that's going to end up on Sports Center. And this guy uh, Roy is great for uh, golf. Yeah. And he ends up back in the fairway, and somehow the sh- the off the shitter maneuver really pushes his game into a high gear because we come to the 18th hole, and he is in the lead. Well, the golf he's guys tied with Mickelson. He's tied with Mickelson, and Sims is one stroke back, so he's beating his arch nemesis. Was it Mick- That's not Mickelson. I thought it was Mickelson. That wasn't Mickelson. Michelson? Whatever. I don't know. He's matter tied with another dude, and yeah. Sims is in second place. <laughs> so he could win. And the other dude is going first. So, so we know that Cup needs a uh, e- uh, bogey to win, eagle to birdie to par. win, birdie to win, par to tie. There you go. Yes. Birdie to win. I don't the know. The other dude plays it safe, so he's probably going to Yeah, he lays so, up yeah. to go around the water feature. So he can't win. So well, he can. But, they can tie. But, <laughs> they can tie. Sims can't win because he lays it up. Yeah. Well, no. But so you the other guy that he's tied with lays up. So now Tin Cup knows that he needs a birdie to win, par to tie. But getting second but, in the open is still pretty good. But if he gets the an money eagle. probably pretty good, too. If he gets an oh, eagle, he money. wins clean. Now he tells Sims he's not going to have the Hold option on. to lay up. What's the, the money? The money for to win the U.S. Open in 1997, right? 97? Sure, we'll go with that. 96. Oh my God. After taxes and paying everybody involved, you only ended up with 465000 Today, so Still, that would be enough to buy the driving oh range back God. from... So wait a minute. You mean to tell me this this dumb motherfucker gave up $1.2 million because he couldn't lay it up? Yes. Get he would have bought the driver He would have tied with, with self, the layoff. So he would have gotten point six. No, no. Million. No, no, because they go into a playoff. They would have oh, gone into a playoff, yes. Oh, see, I don't know. So, <laughs> Sims, instead of trying to win, instead of trying to win, Sims goes for the layup. So he gives up the win. He doesn't even fucking try, all right? You think Roy and Sims are going to go at a tie? No, he's not going to tie with Sims. But Sims didn't even try to go for the win. No, I know. He just decided to take second place. At a tie. So then Roy gets it, and uh, Romeo's like, you know what, you lay up, you can still get that birdie, you could still win with the birdie. <laughs> but Roy's like, you know what, I can make this fucking shot. Yep. I know I can do it. So he fucking decides he's going to make it. Because I want him to win a bago. 
and he gets this it. This is why they don't stay together. He hits it. Well, he grips she it. She encourages it. She wants him to go for it. Well, she says she's been with men that don't go for it. Now she wants a man that'll go for it. And so, Doreen's and like, "That's him, your man." Because he's gonna go for and it. And she looks at it. She tells time. him, "Fucking go for it." And he's like, "Yeah, all right." I mean, I was going to anyway. So he grips. <laughs> so he grips it and rips it. Mm-hmm. And How's he, that for him? And there's a little gust right in the middle, and he hits the green. And then it rolls back into the water. Heartbreaking. Sucks. But he could still lay up, make par, tie, and get and do the playoff. Yep. But does he do that? No, because he's a fucking idiot. <laughs> <laughs> and he is going to make this shot, and he wants to prove it. All right? And he goes through every ball in his bag until he gets to the very last one. <laughs> now, if he doesn't finish, he's completely disqualified. Isn't this like the 10th time? 12th. 12th time? Well, no, because he's dropping... Not how many times. Every time you drop it as a stroke, and then you hit it. So he drops ten. He's hitting eleven. Ugh. No, he dropped nine. Hit ten. He dropped eleven. The last one. He's hitting twelve. Because every time you drop as a stroke. But it's the last ball at his bag, and once you run out of balls, then you're completely disqualified. And he won't qualify for the open next year if he's disqualified. Yes, because there's no way to qualify for the open next year if you don't. No, (laughs) but. But he um, auto-qualifies if yeah. he wins. If he makes this on this stroke, he'll yeah. auto-qualify because he'll be in the top 15, which yeah. automatically Which qualifies. he does do. Which he could become an actual, not just a pro a pro at a golf range, but he could become a professional golfer. This could get him back in the game. And Romeo's trying to protect him, but he's saying fuck it. And he just keeps wasting balls and wasting balls. But he gets to the last one. And he says to Romeo, I know I can make this shot. And Romeo goes, well, then just fucking do it. <laughs> and he grips it. He rips it, really and it goes line, grab it, grab it. right in the hole. He makes it. And the crowd explodes as if he had gotten a hole-in-one on this fucking And the thing. golf community decides to jump into the water to get the ball. And they grab a ball like yeah. that. I know. Like, That's not the right ball. Well, because I was like, <laughs> balls are in that fucking water. <laughs> now, I will say, probably, I know shit about golf. Probably he probably still got sponsorships and stuff oh, yeah. next year. He probably still well, made money just because that was amazing. Yeah. Because you know? they had that well, shot and yeah. they're going to record it and they're going to use that and be like, yeah. ping or time. Well, well, someone's going to be like, yeah. that's our guy. Exactly. But Subway. Yeah. They way overplay this. He's like the crowd life. overreacts. He overreacts. They're all excited about this. It's ridiculous. Yeah. But and then afterward, they're walking But then away. afterwards, he's like, holy shit, I just fucking gave up the open. What the hell is wrong? He's having this moment where he realizes, what the hell is wrong with me? What yeah. did I just I do? I could have had a I billion dollars. <laughs> 1.2. But then, his new girlfriend rolls up. Molly is like, that was the most amazing thing I've ever seen. And he's like... And, and she's like, apparently... She's like, which, no one's going to remember thing. who won the open. It's like, Shh. but they are. Can I say the thing? Sorry. <laughs> This is the thing. I don't think you should take golf advice from someone who you were teaching how to golf. <laughs> there is but, that. Anyways, but she's like, that was amazing. Nobody's going to remember who, op- you're, like you said, nobody's going to remember the Open in a few years, but they're going to remember you're 12 because yeah. it was. That will always be something on, like you said, on yeah. CNN. Or remember the ESPN. time that nutbag got yeah. a 12? 12. But and he was winning the Open. What but he did qualify for the Open next year. Which means he finished in the top 15. Tony, what did he get? But, how much? I don't know. Oh, but, I do, but, but I do have a story. Oh, good. This Can I do a story real quick? Yeah. Can I finish the movie okay, and then give your story? Go ahead. All right. But then she's very excited and she's like, look, I love you. And they see Sims and Sims is celebrating second place, but which we all know if you ain't first, you're last. Yeah. This isn't fucking and, Ricky um, Bobby. Still, it stands. Second place ain't, it's just first loser. 
We all know this information. I don't know what they get money-wise. I don't think it's probably like 100 grand. Can I finish the fucking movie? It doesn't matter because Roy has a spiritual win because he got the girl. He kisses her, picks her up, carries her off, and douchily congratulates Sims on second place. Then we see back in our little Texas town, Doreen and Romeo are doing some dancing. I believe the kids oh, call right. it the hibbity-dibbity. Yeah. And then we see... Uh, Tin Cup and Molly sitting on a couch outside the Winnebago, and he's like, I just went through a bunch of stuff. I feel like I should learn, should have learned something. Do you think I learned something? And they have a little chat about what they've learned about each other, and then they do the hibbity-dibbity end credits. What is your story, sir? Okay. Wow. This is out of nowhere, but I just like the story. Okay, good. So, I forget the name of it. A long time ago, there was a one of the largest skating tournaments in the world. I forget where it was. It was Ice skating? Ex- no, uh, skateboarding. Skateboarding. Ramp. Ramp. Yeah, mm-hmm. and, uh, X Games? I think. But uh, this was the last time, I think, again, some of this is hazy. I think okay. it was the last time Tony Hawk participated. Mm-hmm. And they, they, you know, they do their little ramps and tricks and shit like that on a half pipe. Well, um, Heaven is a half pipe. They were like, okay, mm-hmm. what are you going to do? And he's like, I'm going to do Christ 9000, blah, 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 blah. And they do the trick and stuff. Tony Hawk goes up there and he goes, I'm going to do a 900, which means... A 360 again and again and a half, 900. Mm-hmm. No one's ever mm-hmm. done this before, and there's much less no one's ever done this in the tournament. Mm-hmm. So he goes and he tries to do it, eats shit and falls. You get two tries. He goes up and does it, almost gets it, but doesn't land it, and eats shit. And he's like, fuck it. And he just goes and gets to leave, gets ready to leave. Everyone in the tournament goes, you're going to let, tells the judges, you're going to let him try it one more time, or we're all going to quit. And he gets first place anyway, because we've never seen anything like this before. They let him do it, and he did it. He did 900. Only time anyone's ever done it in competition, and it was fucking cool as shit, and he got first place. That's why he's Tony Hawk yeah. and why he got Tony Hawk Pro Skate. That's why he's it Tony was, Hawk and you're not. It was bad as shit. Sorry. And he's also gleaming the cube. Well. But that is Tin Cup and with the yeah. bonus story of Tony Hawk. So, what did you think, John? Oh, well, my favorite character is Romeo. Mm-hmm. Um, my least favorite character is Roy because mm-hmm. he's a habitual fuck-up. Yeah. <laughs> um, and he was going after a taken woman, which is also bad. Mm-hmm. We know you're against that. Yeah, I'm against which that. Which I appreciate I, that I vote, as your wife. <laughs> <laughs> I vote no. Um, my favorite scene mm-hmm. is the one where he's gloating about doing everything with a seven iron. He's like, I could beat you. And then, oh, Marlboro Man's like, I'll bet you. And knocks it down the street and is like, bitch. Okay. And takes his car. That mm-hmm. was funny. Mm-hmm. My favorite line mm-hmm. is, you're not going to believe this one, though. No. You mm-hmm. can't uh, ask advice about the woman you're trying to host from the woman you're trying to host. It's a good, it's a good line. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> uh, my favorite tertiary object is actually right here on the back of this box here. If you look at this here, okay, look at these pants. These gigantic khaki. pleated khaki pants that Kevin Costner's wearing. That it's only matched with the black gigantic polo that he wears to go and with I it. And I will quote the mummy from the mummy. It was a different time. <laughs> and what did I say when we were watching it? Those are some voluminous pants. <laughs> they could have fit three Kevin Costner's pants. <laughs> voluminous They're pants. gigantic. I'm tell you, Kevin Costner's pants was my backup tertiary <laughs> The whole outfit is just it's working oh, for me. Man, oh, man. I might not have It was working object. so much. <laughs> that I will yay this movie. Oh, sweet. Because it's it, good. It's a it's a fun time. It's fucking stupid. <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's a good time. And if you want to root against 
your protagonist, this is a good time, which is what I do. I'm always rooting against him. Always? Always. Against Kevin Costner? Not Kevin Costner specifically, but Roy <laughs> McAvoy. Intriguing. All right. Thanks for that. I'll take it. Tony. Oh, um... What's Carly this movie called? Tin Cup. Dracula. I liked Roy. I mean, he was a fuck-up, but I enjoyed I enjoyed his character. Least favorite character, it was a tie between Sims, but it's really hard to hate John Johnson. You know? God, he's really right. good in it. The fucking Marlboro Man. And uh, I found the ex-girlfriend stripper annoying. Yeah. I liked annoying. her. No vote for yeah. Doreen. <laughs> My favorite scene is when he lost his car to Don Johnson. Mm-hmm. The good fucking scene. It was really funny. My favorite line is... <laughs> I forget what ball it was, but he keeps doing the drop with the ball and hitting it and hitting mm-hmm. it. And at first, everyone's like, this is cool as shit. But after, like, ball eight, everybody's like, this is fucking stupid. And one of the announcers go, will somebody please tackle him? <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was hilarious. Uh, my favorite tertiary object is the tie between armadillos, because I like armadillos. And All right, weirdo. I don't know what it was called. I don't know what they call them, but the cart that returns the ball the balls return cart that was painted like Herbie. Yeah, from the, the Herbie movies. Because I used to love Herbie love when balls. I was little. Yeah. I was like, mm-hmm. cool as shit. So I will. I'll maybe this movie. It was all right. It's, it took a long time to get going. In the beginning is kind of like the very beginning is good, and then there's like this middle that you're like, what are we doing here? And then it gets good again, really uh, good at the end. I'll tell you, I hated the editor. It's 135 minutes. It is long. Took, yeah, it took 30 minutes out of it. It yeah. is. It is a long one. Yeah. It was alright. Alright, my favorite character was Romeo. My least favorite character was Roy. (laughs) (laughs) Apparently you're John today. (laughs) My favorite scene? When he loses his car. (laughs) It was just awesome. It's a quality scene. (laughs) My favorite line was, now that was the defining moment and the definition was shit. (laughs) And my favorite tertiary object was the Fujifilm blimp. Oh yeah. (laughs) When I was a kid I used to love when a blimp flew. We were like, it's a blimp! <laughs> I said that to John. I'm like, look at blimp. You just don't see those no, anymore. Unless you're in Gotham. When I was in California, I saw the Goodyear blimp. Yeah. It said nothing about Ice Cube. Hmm. It was kind of disappointing. And I'll give it a yay. It's an enjoyable movie. See, look, me Carly, be, right there today. It could huh? be shorter. I'm not going to lie. It could be at least 15 minutes shorter. I remember watching <laughs> it now. So I'm watching the movie, right? I'm like, yeah. how much um, more is there? There's 45 fucking oh, minutes oh, left. Yeah, that's right. Sorry. Yeah. All right. My favorite character is Roy. My least favorite really? character is the produ- producer slash announcers for the open, the guys that are in the booth. Oh, the assholes? Yeah, yeah they're, they're really assholes. rude, and I just don't I don't appreciate them. Yeah. My favorite scene is the whole seven iron qualifier. From the beginning to the fight with Romeo and the breaking all the clubs to the celebration at the end to when Don Johnson pees on his parade. It's just such a good sequence of events. I'm not sure if you understand what the word scene means. <laughs> that's my that's my favorite slice of this. She's pie. a fan of the second act. <laughs> she likes the second. I'm a huge fan of act two. It's just my favorite thing. Um, my favorite. What's your favorite act? Line is from the very beginning from Golf Lesson Number One when he says, "Call me Roy, Molly," and she says, "Call me Doctor Griswold, Roy." Damn. <laughs> it's just so. It's just such a quiet little line and so good. Uh, my favorite tertiary object is the puzzle that uh, Romeo and Tin Cup put together. <laughs> and um, I'm going to... It doesn't fit. Don't force it. Oh, look. They're flowers. <laughs> this movie is very enjoyable. It's not your average kind of rom-com. And um, you don't have to like golf to like this movie. And I think Kevin Costner's... Well. 
He plays a lovable fuck-up in this, and he's not... I know a lot of people think Kevin Costner is boring. <laughs> you, know, you know who he reminds me of? And he plays of? very quiet characters, but this is slightly animated for Kevin Costner. Who it does he remind me of? me of uh, Brad Pitt in The Mexican. Yeah. He's just kind of a fuck-up, and every time he does something, he fucks up. Yeah. But this is a little bit Didn't more of right. a... Usually, Costner is kind of a quiet gentleman. This is a little bit more of an animated Costner. I don't think I've seen Kevin Costner as a fuck-up before. This is no. the first time he's... Usually, he's confident and in charge of everything, or at least trying really hard. This is just... His own worst enemy. And I like Renee, <laughs> Renee Renee Russo in this, where she looks like she's the put together lady, but secretly she's just crazy like everybody else. Mm-hmm. But not clumsy. And uh, but it's good, I and I think you should give it a try. <laughs> if you haven't seen it, watch it. If you haven't seen it in a while, watch it again. I also didn't know Cheech Marin had a cleft palate. Cleft lip. Cleft lip. You see it like in the very beginning when he has a really thin pencil, pencil mustache. He usually has the thick mustache. Yeah, and I was like, is he ever? And then we looked at it another time. Like, he did. Yep. I never saw it before. Wow. Never seen him without his big mustache, though. You should have played a Teach Marin song. But I like this song. <laughs> I thought Hence maybe this was Jimmy Buffett at first, but it's not. It's is the he? Texas Tornadoes. Uh, I was going to say the, the, never mind, the Texas Tornadoes. All right, well, hey Carly. Hey. Please find us on Facebook.com slash the underappreciated movie podcast on Instagram at Unmovie Podcast Dogs on Twitter at Unmovie Podcast. Or you can email unmoviepodcast at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. What movie would you pick for my birthday month? I'd like to know. Give me some ideas. <laughs> yeah, Audra? Audra. Ben. Audra Ben. What movie would you pick? For I feel like for, a better choice. Yeah. <laughs> I really, it's got to be a drama romance. What do you got? Will. Will. Link three. (laughs) Link two was a romance. We already did that one. Yeah, that's true. All right. And tune in next week. That's what she was. On the podcast. Is John's pick. For Carly's birthday. You know, I'm having a hard time. I still haven't decided. Oh, shit. Are you serious? I I thought you picked something. I was going to do The Gentleman. Yeah. But then you mentioned The Bodyguard. I was going to do that. And I was like, eh. Can you, do you really want two Costners in a row, or do you want to spread that out? The Gentleman it is. <laughs> Stay tuned next week for 2019's The Gentleman. And you're going to go, what? I know no one knew this movie existed. I did. <laughs> and you want to know why? Because it's got Hugh Grant, and Elaine is on the pulse of the oh. Hugh Grant train. <laughs> okay, then. <laughs>